0: Hey, everybody. Dr. Josh Axe here along with Dr. David Sinclair. Really excited to have him on today. He is a PhD and a professor at the Department of Genetics at Harvard Medical School. And so we're going to talk a lot about today. We're going to talk about uh, longevity. We're going to talk about genetics and so much more. Dr. David, hey, welcome to the uh, podcast.
1: Hey, Josh. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, great. Well, again, you know, I've spent a little time uh, reading uh, about some of your research online and what you do. And again, it's always so impressive. Anytime I get to uh, interview a uh, a Harvard, um, you know, teaching at Harvard who has a PhD, but want to talk about longevity, want to talk about genetics and how to live longer, healthier lives. So. Starting off, let's go ahead and talk about this. Like, what is sort of the um, you know the the framework that you sort of see aging in, and how can we slow it? How can we live more fully? What, what's your what's your take?
1: Yeah. Well, the the good news is that genes are not your destiny. Uh, we've learned from studying twins that if you lead a healthy lifestyle, you can do you know the top five things: be eat healthy, don't get obese, exercise, get enough sleep, have friends. These things can extend your lifespan by 14 years or more just by doing the basics. And it turns out that an estimated 80% of your health and longevity is not genetic. It depends on how you live your life. And actually, now that we have a very simple test, we can, Josh, I could take your blood today and tell you biologically how old you are. In fact, very accurately within a few percent error and predict when you're gonna die. That that's not bad news. That says we're able to not just measure aging, but bend the curve. So even if you're 50, 60, 70, you can now change that rate of aging by doing the right things.
0: Wow. I mean, that's pretty incredible to be able to do a blood test, to be able to sort of tell your your age. So wh- when you're doing this sort of blood work, like what are some of the things you're looking for uh, in order to tell, you know, what, what somebody's, you know, ages based on their, their, their blood and genetics?
1: Yeah, there's a few different types. Uh, the one that I've been doing for over 12 years now, um, it's called Inside Tracker. And in full disclosure, I'm, I'm an advisor to that company. Inside Tracker has been measuring about 35 parameters in my blood uh, regularly. And I've got graphs to show how I'm doing over time and how to correct that with various foods. Um, that's one way. And the kind of things they measure out of that 35, the important ones, for longevity are uh, blood sugar levels, uh, inflammation, liver function. Uh, for, meat, uh, for males, testosterone is an indicator. And they plug that into a, an algorithm and they tell you biologically an estimate of how well you're doing. But it's it's not as accurate as a new test that's just come out. It's, um, it's called the DNA methylation clock. And what that measures are chemicals that get added and subtracted to your DNA over time. And it seems to be very accurate um, and it depends on how healthy you are as to how much this clock ticks over. And so, Josh, if I took your blood, I could say that you're ten years younger than your actual age says you are, or vice versa.
0: Wow. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, I- incredible, uh, you know the, it's amazing how you know technology continues to progress. And I think, and, and of course, you're in the field, but medicine to be able to tell your longevity and also personalized medicine. I mean, that's one of the things I'm excited about. You know, when you look at personalized medicine, now that's thousands of years old. If you look at traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, you know, that was all personalized. You know, not there wasn't one diet for everybody uh, at the same time. But, you know, I, I am excited to be able to see some of this form of more customized and personalized medicine in the future. And some of the testing to me is interesting. You know, I think that it's a it can be a two-edged sword. On one hand, I think it's really beneficial to know, hey, where you're at and how you can do better. At the same time, you know, we know that, um, uh, again, and everybody has different belief systems. I know that a lot of times with tests doesn't mean people actually get healthier uh, all of the time. It's very interesting to see, um, you know, so, some some tests. The tests you're talking about don't have side effects, but of course, things like mammogram or if you're doing higher Radiation doses, like they do with a lot of you know, other testing, obviously there's some side effects there. But with this, good news is that there, uh, you know, there, there, there wouldn't be. From a from a food standpoint, what what are some of the things that you recommend, or have, have you have you studied and looked at? Okay, diet makes a difference. These foods, you know, affect the body in a positive way. These foods affect the body in a negative way. When it comes to these longevity tests.
1: Yeah. Uh, So we've discovered a group of longevity genes. They're called sirtuins and they control how fast we age. And what we've discovered is that there are molecules in foods that we eat that activate these defenses in our body uh, that these genes control. Um, What's fascinating just in the last few years is the same molecules that my lab and others have discovered control these longevity defensive genetic pathways are also the same kinds of molecules and food types that people studying long-lived communities, uh, these blue zones, as Dan Buettner would tell you. Um, and so we're intersecting and coming to the same conclusion. <clears throat> so for example, the 2 and one gene makes an enzyme that protects the body. It's activated chemically, physically, by a couple of really interesting molecules. One is resveratrol, which a lot of people know me for that discovery. That's in the red wine molecule. Um, but more recently, another lab discovered that uh, oleic acid, which is produced when we we're hungry and our fat breaks down, but also we can get oleic acid from uh, olive oil, avocados, uh, nuts. And it may be that the, the benefits we get from those foods are largely because those foods are turning on our defense pathways against aging.
0: Wow, that's amazing. You know, one of the things that you'll see today on some of the uh healthier brands of uh, salad dressing. I'm thinking of one in particular, Tessimates, they'll say they use high oleic sunflower oil. So I know, you know, it is found in nuts and seeds. Obviously, olive oil has tremendous benefits. And then you mentioned resveratrol. I think that is uh, amazing that, you know, you discovered. So, so you, you discovered the compound resveratrol or the health benefits?
1: Well, we, we were looking for molecules from plants uh, that would activate the longevity enzyme. We were not studying red wine. I'd never heard of resveratrol back in the the early 2000s. But we discovered that it was one of the best molecules that activated this pathway. So I didn't discover resveratrol, but what I did was I linked it to a mechanism that controls the aging process.
0: Wow. Amazing. You know, that's been one of the top... I mean, I, I had a really good run. It's still popular today, but I remember about 10 years ago, I mean, resveratrol was the ingredient that people were, you know, taking for... Uh, you know, supporting the aging process, and and still today, of course, resveratrol is very, very popular. Um, you know, there there as well. So, what, what would you recommend? And I'd love to hear from you, even your diet or what you would recommend a diet would look like. What do you think an ideal diet would look like? Maybe breakfast, lunch, and dinner, just some specific foods that you love that people can incorporate today for for, for, for uh, you know for longevity.
1: Uh, well, so the the three meals a day I've thrown out the window. Um, I try to skip breakfast or have a very small breakfast. Um, I typically have a a few spoonfuls at most of some homemade yogurt. Uh, I actually, I buy a brand, um, no affiliation to me, but it's called Bravo yogurt, which I make at home. And then I mix my resveratrol with that every morning. But other than that, I don't eat until late lunch, sometimes to dinner, if I'm very busy. Um, For lunch, I'll try to eat um, something very light, a salad without a lot of uh, heavy dressing. Uh, fruit is okay. I drink a lot of hot drinks, so teas and coffee. Um, not too much caffeine. Um, that's also good in uh, you know in terms of immunity. Trying to keep hot drinks up so that um, pathogens get killed by the hot uh, drink. And then for dinner, I eat mostly a plant-based diet. I'll eat meat because I work out, I lift weights, so I try to help my body recover from that. But I'm not a big you know red meat steak. Guy. I don't think that that in the long run is going to be super healthy. I think that carnivore diets are okay, sh- short run, um, but I know, you know there's a lot of people very passionate about carnivorous diets, but I, I don't subscribe to that. I think more plants that are that are picked freshly. Um, and there's another interesting thing I want to tell you about, Josh, is that yeah. we, we coined a term called xenohormesis and the xeno means from other species and the hormesis means What doesn't kill you makes you stronger and what it means is that when plants that you're eating have been stressed and i don't mean psychologically stressed of course i mean uh, picked after being dehydrated or too much sunshine or pathogen or you know a a worm i mean a, a caterpillar is eating it those plants will produce molecules that activate our internal defenses against aging and disease whereas veritrol is a good example of that when you pick grapes that have been dehydrated before the harvest, they have the most resveratrol largely because the plants are trying to extend their longevity and survive. And we ingest it and we think that we get the benefits. So you try to eat plants that are, you know, not grown under perfect conditions, so organic. Um, and also you try to eat plants that have got a lot of color in them and because these molecules tend to have color.
0: I love it. I love that principle. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's sort of your harnessing the, uh, properties and, uh, of the plant, you know? And so I love that, you know, I think, you know, it makes me also think of certain herbs that are grown, whether it's rhodiola or ginseng or some of these other things we call adaptogens and how they can survive these roots and very, you know, very difficult environments and how we essentially are able to, you know, support our bodies with, with their defense mechanisms.
1: That's right. Um, yeah, but so I also, I mentioned fasting. I think that that is, there's a lot of evidence that that helps turn on these longevity pathways that we work on. Um, and also exercise. There's no question that exercise is good and I'm not telling anyone anything they don't know, but we think the reason that exercise is helpful is that these genes get turned on also by exercise. Um, I also like uh, to go to the gym and do sauna and a cold plunge because those are also, activities that trick the body into feeling like it's under threat under adverse conditions and it fights back so that's hormesis um the definition of hormesis is to be uncomfortable and that pays dividends in the long run
0: now let me ask this when it comes to exercise of course there are many different forms whether we're talking about everything from yoga to crossfit to cardio to weightlifting What forms of exercise is there any research on? Maybe a form of exercising being better than others.
1: Right. Well, for people who are you know in the second half of their life, it's important to maintain flexibility and muscle strength because falling over is a very common form of uh, of death. Um, My grandmother passed away for that reason. So, so maintain you know stretch and do lift some weights if you've got access to a gym. But also what you need to do is, especially if if you're in the first half of your life, um, maybe, you know, all the way up to 80, you want to do high intensity interval training, get your heart rate up to a safe level. It doesn't have to be for half an hour. It can be as little as 10 minutes every few days. But that alone has been shown to have remarkable protection against diseases of aging.
0: I love it. Yeah, I'm a big fav, You know, fan of hit or uh, you know interval training. I think it's fantastic advice. You know, one of the things I've I've, I've heard you mention is this um, NAD plus levels. Looking at those, can you talk to us about NAD plus? What is that specifically, and how can we you know support our bodies in keeping those levels uh, healthy?
1: Yeah, good question. So the the genes that I mentioned are called sirtuins. They make enzymes that protect the body. They send out the troops to repair DNA and and get rid of bad proteins that have accumulated. They don't work, those enzymes don't work at all if they don't have enough NAD. So NAD is a a common chemical that our bodies make all the time. We need it to survive. Without NAD we'd be dead in probably 30 seconds or less. Um, But NAD used to be a very boring molecule that was just part of enzymatic reactions. But now we know that NAD levels control our health and our longevity, and that we think our body loses NAD uh, and its ability to make NAD as we get older. But we also know that there are ways to boost NAD levels naturally. One way is to exercise, one way is to be hungry. Um, and another way is to take a supplement which consists of a precursor to NAD, and there are a few different types of those. And those are found naturally in the body, but. We just don't make enough of them as we get older. And so a number of people have taken to trying these molecules in a way to, to get the levels of NAD back up to youthful levels.
0: Wow. Amazing. Hey guys, if you've been following me for a while now, then you know what a big fan I am of collagen. There are so many benefits, including better joint health, gut health, better skin, hair and nails, and so much more. And now it's easier than ever to get your daily dose with my new multi-collagen capsules from Ancient Nutrition. These capsules contain a unique blend of fermented collagen inspired by ancient principles including type 1, 2, 3, 5, and 10 collagen. Whether you're looking for a balanced whole body wellness, a more restful night's sleep, better beauty that radiates from the inside out or healthier gut or joints, Ancient Nutrition's multi-collagen protein line can provide the support you need. Learn more about these benefits by searching Ancient Nutrition multi-collagen capsules on Google, Amazon, or draxe.com. So, so talk to me about. I'd love to hear your routine. So you shared you shared with us that you you practice intermittent fasting. You typically skip breakfast, or if you do have it, you're just having some you know a little bit of yogurt, getting some of those probiotics and some resveratrol. Um, you're eating a lot of plants. You have a little bit of meat there, uh, but again, it's mostly a plant based diet. And I love the the dietary strategy. Do you take any supplements specifically uh, that, that you think, or what do you think are the biggest things that we're missing? in the standard American diet or, you know, the, you know, the, the Western diet today?
1: Uh, well, uh, let's start with what's in the diet. That's bad. Um, clearly any type of sugar is bad. Uh, raw sugar, uh, fructose, sucrose, bad, uh, carbohydrates. I would try to not eat too much of unprocessed carbohydrates, keeping your blood sugar levels at a steady level, not too high is clearly important. No, nobody would doubt that. The other thing you, you should Try not to do is to gain too much excess uh, body fat. It's been shown that obesity lowers the amount of NAD and lowers, lowers your sirtuin defenses. So, what can you do to counteract that? Well, I don't tell anybody to do anything. I'm I'm not a doctor. I'm a PhD, but I do tell people what I do um, because I, I'm, I'm I think it's only fair. What I do every day is I take um, about. A spoon, well, not not about exactly a teaspoonful of resveratrol into my yogurt. I mentioned that earlier. I mix it around. If you take resveratrol, it's important to dissolve it in something because it's very insoluble. You can dissolve it in olive oil or yogurt; those two work well. Um, speaking of olive oil, I'm now an even greater fan of olive oil, especially fresh, freshly pressed olive oil if you can find it. For that reason, because olive oil, oleic acid is uh, an activator of this pathway. Uh, I take uh, NMN, NMN, like Nancy, Mary, Nancy. It's not to be confused with m which probably will not extend <laughs> your lifespan. NMN is the immediate precursor to NAD that the body makes NAD from. And so I'm doing clinical trials um, or helping people do clinical trials. We don't have results yet, so it's still based on mouse studies. But those mice that we in other labs have tested NAD-boosting molecules on seem to show promise that we see protection against uh, loss of endurance. Uh, the mice have more energy. They protect it against diabetes. So all of that stuff, um, you know, with, with an abundance of caution, of course, I'm taking these NAD, this NAD booster um, in the hopes that it's going to pan out the same for humans. Um, I take vitamin D, which I've learned goes down way down during winter. I'm testing my levels, as I said. Uh, what else do I do? I, I take um, a drug called metformin, which is typically given to type two diabetics. Now, why would I do such a thing? Because I don't have diabetes yet. Well, one is that it's in my family um, and I would get diabetes if I didn't watch out, but also because metformin in some large studies, uh, retrospective studies of populations have found that people uh, who take metformin are relatively protected against not just diabetes, but also heart disease and cancer and frailty and even Alzheimer's disease. So I'm taking that one uh, for those reasons. Um, There's one called berberine, which is quote unquote, people call it poor man's metformin. And berberine you can buy off the internet. But um, for metformin, I have to warn people, you do need a doctor's prescription to get that drug here in the US. Wow. So
0: question about the uh, metformin consumption. I'm I'm curious, are you taking a vitamin B12 supplement?
1: Well, I was actually um, thinking that it would only be a good thing, but I had my last uh, test come back from Inside Tracker, and it was through the roof. It was exceedingly high above safe levels according to them, and so I've cut way back on my vitamin D in uh, B intake. So yeah, I I think what's important about this, what we call bio tracking or at least self monitoring, is that if you take something unless you have a test, you don't know if it's working or you know, God forbid, doing you harm. And that's another reason for this personalized medicine trend. I think it's it's really important to be able to see what's going on, not just on the outside, but on the inside.
0: Wow. Well, I know you have a book out. It's called Lifespan, Why We Age and Why We Don't Have To. Can you talk to us about the book and, and even that statement on the cover, why we age and why we don't have to?
1: Yeah. So, Joe, I wrote this book because there's new science about why we age uh, and also what controls the process and there's a lot of things besides what we've talked about today that that we can do in our lives to hopefully ensure that we will live healthier in our old age and also i think that we've we've got the wrong conception about what aging is we tend to think that it's just a natural process we can do nothing about but we've learned that that's not true that 80 percent of the rate of our aging is in our own hands. It's actually controlled by how we live and what we eat. Um, And I explain why that works um, and how you can tweak your longevity genes. I also am proposing a new theory about why we age, the loss of information in our body, and how to preserve that information over time. The analogy would be that if we had a a DVD of information in our cells, over time it gets scratched. And so the, the cell cannot read the original genetic information easily, but what we've discovered in my lab and a couple of others around the world is that we, we can now polish that DVD and get the cell to read the youthful information again. And in that way, we're actually showing in my lab that we can reverse the aging process. And for example, in old mice, we can restore their vision.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That's great. So when you're talking about information, can you just elaborate on that a little bit? Like, What does that mean exactly?
1: Yeah, the, there's the genetic information, which we all know about, but then there's another level of information called the epigenome. And in the analogy of the DVD, the DNA information, the gen- genome is the is the music or the movie, but the reader, the laser that reads that is the epigenome. And what I'm proposing is that during aging, it's the reader that goes around, cannot read the, the music or the, or the movie. And in the cell, What's actually going on is that the DNA is looped up into big loops with genes that are being turned on, and there are also bundles, like you would spool up a, a hose reel on the driveway, and those genes are called um, silenced. And these sirtuins that I work on are silencing proteins, and they, they maintain these, these bundles of genes to keep them off. So why is it important to have the loops and the bundles? Because a nerve cell has a different pattern of loops and bundles compared to a liver cell, compared to a skin cell. And over time, what we see in my lab is that during aging, those loops and bundles start to unravel and nerve cells forget how to be nerve cells and they start to act more like skin cells or liver cells, but they can be reprogrammed in the same way that you might reboot a computer and reinstall software. We can now do that to a cell. Incredible.
0: So Dr. David, one of the other questions I would have is, you know, how do we improve our reader? You know, what you were talking about, and specifically with that, how do emotions affect the way we age? Experiencing emotions like worry, fear, anxiety, depression. Have you looked at any research or seen anything and how these different emotions affect us?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, chronic stress is, is a real problem for aging. Uh, it can re- more rapidly shorten the ends of chromosomes, the telomeres. My friend and Nobel Prize winner Elizabeth Blackburn uh, showed that. Um, but what we also know, mainly from from studies in the lab um, with mice, because you, you can't easily uh, test this on people, is that if you manipulate the brain of the mouse to have more inflammation, it will age prematurely. And vice versa, if you lower the inflammation in the brain, it can live longer. And we also know the genes that I work on, the sirtuins, if you turn gene number one, we have seven, if we turn gene number one on in a mouse's brain, it'll be healthier and live longer. So that tells me probably that how our brains are functioning and how worried we are or how depressed we are can have major impacts on the aging of the rest of the body. So
0: Dr. David, again, I think your new book, Lifespan, sounds amazing. So can you share with us, if people are going to walk away and, and do the things that are going to move the needle the most, well, what are your top one to three things that you think people can do uh, to improve their longevity?
1: Well, all right. Well, look, There are some simple things, uh, Josh. One is to um, be hungry once in a while. Don't eat three large meals a day and snack in between. Um, I think the old idea of always having food around and never being hungry has to be revised. That's one. Um, The other is move, 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 move. Um, Don't sit in a chair all day. Get a standing desk if you can. Go for walks and even better, like you say, do hit uh, if you can. Um, work out, keep your muscles from declining. Uh, a male like me, I'm now 50, I'm losing at least a percent of my muscle every every year. So that's not good. You got to keep that going. Uh, another tip would be to get enough sleep. Um, I need at least seven hours sleep and I've learned how to, to get to sleep. I used to barely sleep, I had insomnia. Uh, I take melatonin at night, that seems to help. Um, and I, I also take uh, a supplement that uh, seems to help me. So do that. Uh, what else? I think have a calm mental attitude. I think part of that is having a goal in life. The other is to have a partner or friends and family that that are caring and, and loving around you. That will definitely reduce your amount of stress. It'll help you sleep, and it'll make every day uh, much more enjoyable as well. And then finally, I think if you can focus on eating the right foods, uh, not a lot of sugar. I stopped eating dessert uh, at age forty, um, though I do steal tastes, which I think don't count right as long as you steal <laughs> right uh, but yeah, try to focus on fresh food if you can, and also um, I think plant based mainly is the way to go for for ultimate longevity based on you know a lot of data over the last few thousand years we know that that's what what you need to do
0: yeah. Well, it's great advice. Well, hey, I want to encourage everybody, check out Dr. David's new book. It's called Lifespan. And I know he's also got some videos on YouTube. He's on social media. So if you check out Dr. David Sinclair, you can find him all over the web. Check him out. Any specific websites uh, or things you want to direct people to, Dr. David?
1: Uh, Yeah, we have a lot of information on my website, which is lifespanbook.com. And there's a newsletter that you can sign up for Um, It's got tips on how to live your life and the new science of aging that's coming out. Um, So sign up for that. And I'm on uh, all social media. So uh, yeah, follow me there.
0: I love it. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode uh, here of the podcast. Thanks again to Dr. David Sinclair. Thanks, everyone. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was. Also, don't forget to follow me at Dr. Josh Axe there on Insta where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor. Head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Their own and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.